Holy bisexual Batman. Robin is by. Gold making a nice comeback. Silver will it outperform. We're going to get into some silver. We'll talk the jobs report. Cuomo's been a naughty boy. He's gone. Rand Paul's a naughty boy. He's still around. ICU capacity around the country is getting at a critical low in several states, including my home state here in Texas. We have 3,000 troops on the way to Afghanistan to get out staff. (laughs) I suspect that's going to take a little bit longer. We're going to talk Apple and privacy. Britney might be free, bitches. A lot going on. This is Gerardo Del Real along with my co-host, Mr. Nick Hodge. This is episode 130 of Bizarro World. Nick, first and foremost, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Gerardo. It was uh, a heck of a week in the news <laughs> cycle, as always. That's a long list of topics. Um, uh, ready to see how we do. How are you? Oh, I am well. It's been an adventurous week. It's been a fun week. It's been an eventful week. And, um, you know, I have the good fortune of being able to celebrate my beautiful wife's 40th birthday today on August the 13th. I'm excited for that. Um, no, things are great. I, I, I'm looking at this episode 130 thing and like we do this once a week and we've skipped maybe, I don't know, three or four over a two or three year run. And it's a lot of weeks of ranting and raving, Nick. I can't believe people still come back and listen to this. Well, they got to get their promo ideas somewhere. So there's a <laughs> built-in audience for that in some respect. And so no, I'm joking. Um, the turning takes a long time. And so the, the world is bizarre. And uh, the virus has been with us now for, I mean, it's called 19 and it's going on to 22 here soon. And so, um, no, plenty to talk about uh, corruption and oh, stuff on both sides no. of the aisle. And now I'm just going to talk about all our causes, you know, I mean, uh, rising taxes and debts and uh, stimulus and commodity uh, super cycles and stimulus. energy transitions and all, sides, all, all kinds of stuff. So, St- anyway. st- stimulus. Did you see Robin is bisexual now? He's going to hit up a dude for a date, man. Go Robin. I've, I've known. I mean, you know, but it's like a formality. Yeah. It, right. It seems like a formality. And I just thought it was hilarious because the Fox News um, uh, image that they put, they put Robin leaning forward with a big devious smile on his face. And then on the right side and on his left side are Batman and Superman with big old grins it was absolutely hilarious (laughs) Ah, go fox news for making me laugh anyway listen let's get to it last week we talked about gold's collapse and we said that it was going to be show and tell time right It, it 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 had to do something because it didn't look good and we said if it didn't pull back or back up towards the 1800 level it was going to be in trouble and I got to say, gold performed really, really, really well this week. It closed at 1778. Um, let me get your thoughts and then let's talk silver because we know that it got hammered pretty good during the drawdown there. But we also know that it tends to outperform um, to, to, to the upside when things are ripping. I call, you know, I call, I call silver gold's bipolar cousin, right? Um, your thoughts on the gold movement. You're, you're the chartist amongst us. It got silver hammered. Is that what you're saying? It got um, silver hammered. You got it. It's uh, it's continues to be a bit of a weird time. And I guess a better word for re- weird is like a transitional time, right? Or a rotational time, which we've been talking about. And um, 
both, well, not both, because there's more than two. I think gold is looking for direction. I think the dollar is looking for direction at that 93, 94 level on the uh, DXY. And I think the U.S. 10 years uh, looking for direction. And I would add struggling to find it. Mm. Can't make up its mind at this uh, 1.3% level. Um, and so those are sort of the things that continue to be weird or, or indecisive um, as this rotation continues. I think it was good that gold came uh, back up above a 1750. I'm, I'm not sure it's uh, out of the woods yet. I see uh, volume to the downside yep. on certain gold stocks this week, and uh, I see volume to the upside on certain gold stocks this <laughs> week. And so, you know, it's uh, I'm not content to sort of make a, a, a firm directional bet or case or call there one way or the other, especially because the dollar and, and rates can't make up uh, their mind either. I know I'm not really giving you uh, an answer, but I think we still need. Uh, more time to see. And I guess what I would say is, at least in the short term, there's a couple of better places to, to put your money, some of which I've uh, mentioned here, real estate, utilities, utilities, absolutely ripping, uh, for example. And so um, those are my thoughts right, right now, as I see it. How about you? No, look, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think I think that sector rotation that you talked about, you can feel it, you can see it, you can look at the volume and where capital is being allocated and it's more spread out than it has been in the past 12 months or so. Does it mean that the overall indices aren't still making brand new highs because they are? It doesn't mean that Bitcoin isn't catching a bid because it is. It closed right above the 47,000 level again today. And it seems just weeks ago we were talking about, you know, a possible collapse to 25, 24,000. You bought the bottom at, I think, what, 29? 29 and a half. And it's, it's looking pretty tough right now. I've queued it up a couple of times, but, you know, I don't know. I might be diamond hands forever. We'll see. All right. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. You know, uh, again, great call. And you know what? Let's talk a little shit this week. Um, another great call was Critical Elements Lithium. Uh, got its permit. This is a company you financed at 30 cents. I believe it came with a full warrant at 45 cents. That permit has led it to new highs. It sits at $1.50, the last that I checked. And um, you should take a bow. I know that subscribers have to be happy. I know you wrote a check. I know you have to be happy. I know several people that wrote checks that are extremely happy. So congrats on that front. Hell of a move. You know, it fits right in with the theme that's obvious and has come back into favor since, you know, Biden has come into office and that's uh, the electrification of everything. And inside of that is the greening of the grid and the conversion of cars to electric, uh, et cetera. And one of the main inputs, of course, is green metals. And mm. Lithium is one of the big ones and it's not anything new. I mean, you know, um, thank you for saying that and thank you for writing about it today. But yeah, you know, I, I've done this, you know, half a decade ago as well with a company called uh, Lithium X. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the world need, and that was over a thousand percent. And so uh, critical elements is something like 400% plus warrants. So, I mean, that is a, a bit nice to have those mm. 45 cents while it's trading at a dollar fifty. But anyway, I mean, you know, it's, and these are things I've said repeatedly, like and that I've said repeated and I've repeated them after I've repeated them. Like, you know, 
saying that there's no way Elon Musk is going to source his lithium from uh, North America, for example, or saying that, you know, some of these goals are out of out of touch with reality as far as, you know, the number of cars we can convert and how quickly we can do it and uh, the emissions goals we can reach simply because uh, we don't have the raw material inputs to do it and the expertise in some cases, which we also talk about in rare earths, to uh, do it fast enough and what did you see this week or maybe it was last week time has been going so fast but we missed like the most latest climate goal right to uh, uh, keep the temperature rising one and a half by 2040 or 2050 it's like oops we missed that one it's like yeah no shit we missed it like you guys aren't doing this fast enough and then sorry i'm rambling for a second but then you know i see these headlines and i see people get excited about like uh, what was the one this week like a bezos and bill gates backed um, that we're willing mining, to match, yeah, mining projects with up to a mining billion tech and startup yeah. partnered with a, a mining company to look in Greenland for green metals. And, you know, Reuters picks this story up and everyone's talking about how Bill Gates and Bezos are looking in Greenland for these metals. And, you know, I'm just slapping myself on the forehead for multiple reasons. Right. One, um, no shit. We need these metals uh, <laughs> Two, again. I've been doing this for. Uh, a long time now and financing these exploration companies on the green metal side of things for years and years and years, even did a promo about Greenland, in fact, way back in the day. Um, and so it just, you know, I guess sticks in my side when I when I see that, because it's like, look, I'm, we're over here making hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of percent by financing these companies that are the ones like actually getting permitted right to like be the next round of, of supply for the goals that y'all are just missing left and right and so anyway um it felt pretty good to to do that and the other reason uh and sorry to get political for a second is you know remember when trump wanted to buy greenland right and that's not political he wanted to buy it <laughs> that's a fact right exactly <laughs> But the reason was because of the, the, the materials, right? And so now it's a brilliant idea because the billionaires want to do it. And anyway, that's just the hypocrisy in the system. But no, anyway. let, let's get into that. I have a hundred thoughts about a hundred of the things that you just said. So let me go in no particular order just to keep everybody entertained out there. So first off, let's have the conversation about cli climate change and COVID and ICU capacity, which here in Texas is getting to a critical low. In Mississippi, they're saying that, you know, the hospital system, the, the healthcare system there is, is within a week of possibly collapsing if things don't slow down. Is some of it hyperbole? I don't know. I know that here in Austin, a city of a million people, we're down to three or four ICU beds for everybody. Car accidents, shootings, COVID, you name it. I know I have friends who decided to not get vaccinated. And again, this isn't political. These are facts. We have to start just talking factually. And if it hurts your feelings, you're a delicate flower. Too bad. Um, and, and you know, they didn't get the vaccine and that was their choice. And I've always said that everybody should have the choice, just like I think everybody should have the choice in schools, whether to make uh, whether to wear a mask or not. I don't think it should be mandated. I agree with Governor Abbott that it shouldn't be mandated. It should be strongly encouraged. Um, but if, if you know, if, if you happen to have all kids like myself, 12 and up that have been vaccinated. No, I'd rather they not wear the mask. You know, the, the science says at worst, they'll catch mild symptoms other than some weird anomalous thing that could happen, which, you know, that's everyday life. Um, so my point in all that is I have friends who are on the verge of losing their father. Um, 
because they didn't believe in being vaccinated or COVID. Simultaneously, there's people on TV that still don't believe COVID is real. There's a lady at a, at a school district hearing or a city council hearing uh, that was on Twitter earlier that you know says there's no evidence that it exists. Meanwhile, there's another group of dumbasses that believe that if you get it, um, you're going to turn into fucking zombie Will Smith from the movie I Am Legend. I'm not making any of this up. This is not political. This is all factual. Um, I have Ted Cruz who rails against, you know, any kind of uh, vaccine or, or mask mandates or, or wearing masks and is running around liberty. You know, we're, we do what we want to do, but yet his kids go to a private school that mandate ma mask wearing and, and he's not pulling those kids out. So it's just an age of hypocrisy. So when you bring up the climate change thing and, and how we miss that as a society, we didn't miss it. We're just not very good at actually doing something about the things that we know are coming until we absolutely have to. And guess what, folks? There's a lot of things out there that don't wait for us to pull our heads out of our asses. And unfortunately, in this country, <laughs> at the very least, it, it, there's a lot where we're just behind the eight ball. And, and, and it's having very, very, very dire consequences um, for a lot of people everywhere. Meanwhile, now I'm going to rant. Um, you know, you have Rand Paul, who apparently decided that he was going to go ahead and buy him and his wife were going to go ahead and buy some Gilead stock, right? Um, and waited 16 months after he was to disclose, he was supposed to disclose it to actually disclose it. It's still crazy to me that any member of Congress on either political party can be a part of the 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 the, the committee, the commission that gets briefed on COVID the way that he did, um, and then they can go and buy stock, and then they could not disclose it for 16 months because there is a 45 day reporting deadline, right, um, set forth in the Stock Act. He didn't give two fucks. And then you have Cuomo over here grabbing everybody by the you-know-what, allegedly, but he's going to have to prove that he, he didn't in court. And so it's just, it's an age of hypocrisy. It's an age of idealism. It's an age of memes. And it's starting to get dangerous. And it's not just costing people money. It's costing people their lives. And I just, I, I hope we get it together, man. I hope we can, you know, come together and just talk in a factual way and not be so easily offended and not have to break into, you know, a partisan uh, conversation or apologize or, or preface everything with, I don't mean to get political, which I do that all the time as well. And I'm trying to just work on that. I'm starting to get to the point where I'm just going to start saying, if this hurt your feelings, just kind of fuck off. I'm sorry. It's not my intent. I'm just trying to be factual, right? That's my rant. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Love it. Um, a lot to talk about there still, if you don't mind. Uh, Fire away, Nick. And so, first of all, I guess... <laughs> that was my opening act. <laughs> before we get too far away from it, congratulations to Critical Elements Lithium. What happened was they uh, they got their <laughs> they got their ministerial permit, to, uh, environmental clearance, basically, to build a, a hard rock mine in, in Quebec. And so that out of the way that's what we were talking about yeah the covid stuff and the the meme culture is is definitely getting dangerous and i normally set it all aside or uh ignore it but uh as you say it's uh, costing people their lives and so a couple of things i guess to uh, say on the back of what you said there there was um a kid at my daughter's school who 
tested positive this week. So all the kids in the school have to go get a test um, to show that they're negative or else they have to quarantine for 14 uh, days. And so, of course, with, you know, Delta going around and kids starting to, to get infected and it being more contagious. And also my wife and kids were set to travel this week. We, yeah. you know, went to, we went to the pediatrician uh, right away. She stayed late to do the nose swab. And uh, the, I guess that was, yeah, that was Tuesday. And so um, when my wife took them, said the parking lot was packed, said the pediatrician said she's been busy all week testing kids, has already referred several kids to the uh, hospital. And so this resurgence obviously is uh, real. I mean, that's not anecdotal. There's kids in Spokane getting referred to the hospital. And yep. So um, that's actually happening and hit very close to home. Thankfully, my kids tested negative um, and were able to go traveling and uh, that was that you mentioned private schools. Um, you, you, my kids are in that, that is a private school. It's why they're able to be open, why they were able to be open uh, during the last school year, which I think has benefits for the kids, but also had they had to uh, wear masks as part of the uh, rules to, to be able to be open. And so I'm um, not sure what they're going to do this fall. I'm sure we'll uh, learn soon because they're starting to send out emails about uh, getting ready for back to school. And so I think the policy is going to remain the same masks at school. And so uh, I wanted to talk about a couple more school related things, because uh, in Florida, you had multiple teachers dying today, unvaccinated, like four unvaccinated teachers, teachers, you got the, right? <laughs> yeah, you got the governor saying that he's going to dock people's pay or whatever, you know, reduce people's pay or otherwise penalize them if they enforce mask mandates. And you got people from the the school system saying that they're willing to take whatever monetary, you know, penalties come from the governor because, you know, their duty is to the uh, children. And so there's all sorts of uh, this stuff going on. And then you might have seen or maybe you didn't. I can put a link up. The the doctor at the uh, Indiana school board meeting. Oh I God! The the yeah. Off the top of my head, who made some sense and then didn't make uh, some sense in other things, and uh, and then a bunch of doctors, of course, making uh, response videos to him. You know, I think there's some things that are easily discernible and that are are you know uh, facts with any virus, right? You know. Uh, the cloth masks, I think we know, don't trap the particles, right? You got to have the N95 masks. And so, they, you know, they're largely symbolic. symbolic. And so, you know, if you want to wear your mask, wear your mask. And and, and I guess I want to talk about private businesses a little bit. Sorry. Mm-hmm. To, to no, 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 no. I got, I got more things to say. I love it. Daniel um, Stock is the name of that doctor, by the way. Anybody that wants to look it up. Daniel Stock out of Indiana. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, you know... Coming from, you know, libertarian philosophy, businesses can do what they want, right? And so, you know, we've learned that uh, time and again, whether it's uh, who they make cakes for or, you know, at-will employment or um, even Citizens United and so or kicking people off, you know, social media platforms, whatever it is. And so they can make their own decisions. You know, you could also make your own decision as a uh, consumer not to not to uh, give that business your uh, dollars. And so um, I also think that the the vaccine should not be mandated. 
Um, I think Agreed. that's your choice. Yep. Um, but I but I think that, and there was another guy this week, there's so many viral videos this week saying that uh, his wife had, I think, some breast cancer complications and was in the hospital and needed like a four-day stay, but was asked to leave after two days because yep. they needed the beds for COVID patients. And yep. This guy was saying, uh, look, you know, it's your choice not to get vaccinated. That's fine. But when you get sick and you need the doctor, don't come run into the hospital and take up resources that other people need, right? Because if you didn't trust the uh, doctors in the healthcare industry to prevent you from getting the disease, why do you trust them to cure you of the disease? And so um, I thought that was pretty well yep. uh, put. And then uh, just to last thing, uh, personal connection, you know, I was talking to my parents this week and uh, they're now in their 60s and, you know, I'm starting to see, you know, I got to take care of my aging parents, right? That's bad to say, but like, you know, they're on Facebook getting their information from memes, as you say. And my dad says to me, you know, how do we even know this? How do we even know the Delta variant is real? And so I had to go off on my dad and tell him about like polymerase chain reaction, like PCR testing. And like, this is how we know that we can test for variants. Like there's always variants of a virus, like every fall when like the regular flu happens, the healthcare community gets together and decides which strains they're gonna put in the vaccine because they're gonna be the most prevalent strains or variants that fall. Like this isn't new stuff. This is None like of it's new. science. Like I don't understand what's going on. Anyway, that's my little uh, bit of a rant there. So sending my parents emails all week about COVID facts. And so, yeah, no, I think that, yeah, facts are facts, like you were saying. And again, people, we shouldn't be offended by facts. We should be able to civilly discuss them and, and, and we could be wrong and we could, guess what? Oh my God, deep breath, Nick. We could not know in some cases. It's okay to say, I don't know. I tell you, I'm having trouble figuring out which side I'm on with the new Apple uh, privacy tools that it says um, are being enacted to fight child porn, um, but at the same time can provide a backdoor um, to governments and hackers and everyone else. It's like, that's just an issue where Apple has a decent track record of protecting consumers' privacy. If that is being exploited by child rapists or sex abusers or child traffickers, um, and there is a way uh, to provide tools for law enforcement that will allow the targeting of just the those people, that group of criminals. I'm all for that. Also, I know that anytime you open up and grant government any kind of power, whether it's the left or the right, they typically abuse it, right? Whether it's a budget or... Uh, being around um, people in uh, lesser positions of, 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 of power and influence um, or any number of things. So that's one where if you ask me how I feel about it, I don't know. Um, I have a real deep disdain for sex offenders and child rapists and all of that, sex traffickers and human traffickers. And if, if there's a tool that can put more of those assholes in prison or get them off the streets or prevent it, I am all for that. But Again, at the same time, I acknowledge that government's probably going to abuse that back door. And, and you know, like Edward Snowden said, um, it, it. it's bad for privacy. It, it, it's going to lead uh, to slippery slope and it's going to lead to, to, to abuses that you can't, you can't take back, right? It's Pandora's box. So on that issue, I have no idea what the right answer is. And so, again, we could just 
talk facts and we can not know all the time and we we can also be wrong and all of that is perfectly okay. How do you feel about it? You, I, I think you, you categorized it pretty well. It's a, it's a tough issue. Um, not necessarily sure you can be 100% right. You surely don't want to seem like you're uh, sympathizing with uh, whatever, child porn perusers or child rapists or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but it's exactly what you say with the NSA in that you can't target the terrorists without targeting people who aren't committing crimes, right? And so um, then it becomes a privacy issue because you can't um, catch one single fish without having your your worm in the entire ocean, right? And I don't I don't want worms in my ocean, and so my my personal private ocean is what I'm saying. Um, you have a lake, and exactly. And so. <laughs> You know, ex- exactly like you said, I'm not sympathetic to, to, to child porn at all, but I am uh, pro-privacy and I don't think that's the way to do it. And uh, what did I see someone frame it as this week? It's like, um, you know, it, it looks like it means well and everything, but uh, they tied it to Epstein is what they did. Like, um, if you have this technology or whatever, like, you know, where was it to catch, you know, these super high profile, you know, child sex traffickers, et cetera. And so... Um, no, I think it, it looks like it means well, but I think it's on the wrong side of the, the personal privacy issue for me. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I agree. It's on the wrong side, you know, and, and the other thing where, you know, we're going to get into a hundred different rants. So I, I, I won't get too in depth, but it's, it's, you know, is this the only way that we can target, um, sex traffickers and child abusers, right? Is, is is there a better way to allocate resources specifically to that? Um, we've spent the last 30, 40, 50, 60 years fighting a stupid war on drugs and now we're legalizing everything. Um, and, and, and yet somehow we have nothing to show for it. We have 3,000 troops that are going back to Afghanistan now to get staff out that they don't feel can get out safely. While uh, wink, wink, I guarantee you those 3,000 troops aren't going to be there just for the week. And how long have they? How long have they even been out? <laughs> I mean, if we want to go back to two thousand one, right? We're, we're talking twenty years now. How, yeah, long how, long have, have they, how long has it been since we left Afghanistan? They, I feel like they've only been out for a couple of weeks. It, no Taliban's running shit. And, and, and yeah, and I feel like technically, like we haven't really been out. We just quit being active, sure. right? Right. And, and so again, that's that's the danger in allowing government access to any privacy tools. And, and, and I guess there's a better question to ask. And that better question is, you know, why can't we come up with a better system where more funds are allocated um, to where government itself can develop its own tools to target, target those specific child abusers? Um, again, way above my pay grade. I don't have the answers to that one. But yeah, it's a, it's a slippery slope for sure. Uh, that's a tough one, yeah. Yep. We miss silver. Let's let, let, let's talk silver. We talked about you know how there's a rotation going on and and the ten year and the dollar um, and gold you know seems to be looking for a direction. There definitely isn't a clear one yet, not on a week to week, month to month basis. But silver, as we know, tends to lead. It certainly led to the downside here the the, the this past week and a half. Um, closed real strong, closed up over 2% after being down some 3% the day before that. Um, thoughts on silver? I have a lot of thoughts on silver. I think that people are too passionate about it. I think that it's way too much of a, 
uh, religion. I think that people got caught up in uh, the silver squeeze of the of the past year that didn't do uh, anybody any favors and, and made a lot of people look uh, a little a little silly, right? Um, I mean, silver, frankly, hasn't uh, performed well. And, you know, I'm not an expert, just like I'm not an expert on anything. You know, I'm not one of these people who follows the, you know, gold silver ratio closely and things like that. But what I do know is that uh, a couple of things we're in a commodity bull market where um, we need silver for lots of things, uh, including things that we've already talked about, uh, like the electrification of everything and the uh, conversion to renewables. And I know that uh, silver hasn't uh, performed well, as I said. And so like gold, um, it's been sort of trying to find its footing and it didn't reach uh, a record price last fall uh, when gold hit record prices. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think it still has a bit of uh, catching up and showing off to do. And then a bit of simple things uh, about silver is that it's not easy to find a quality pure silver play. Mm, I was going to um, ask know, you. Yeah, I know that I know this is sort of simple for you, Gerardo, and, and some of your subscribers. But, you know, silver is normally mined as a byproduct or a co-product of uh some other commodity, lead or zinc or, or copper in a, in a polymetallic uh, deposit. And so uh, there's not a lot of quality pure silver stocks to invest in. And so um, I guess that out of the way, you know, I'm always looking at deals and, and writing checks into deals and uh, have done a couple um, uh, silver ones. But like I say, there's not a lot. So um, what's one that comes to mind off the top of my head, like pure silver, Abra Plata, for example, I financed years ago, like, I don't know, 2016, uh, or something, but, um, then I hold a private one that I won't talk about here, but it, this other one came across my desk recently. That was close to home for me. Home for me is literally, Spokane. yeah, yeah. So, and, and this one was in, uh, the Coeur d'Alene mining district, which is, uh, one of the top silver mining districts in the world has produced 1.2 billion ounces of silver, deep, deep uh, sediment hosted silver formations that go down uh, thousands of feet. Um, and so this one was in the Silver Valley in the Quarter Lane Mining District, had only been mined down um, like 90 meters, uh, has a different style of mineralization. And so, you know, has to be drilled to see. But for the first time was <laughs> consolidated two mines, put it under one owner. Um, and it's a pure high grade silver vehicle, grab samples in the you know thousands of uh, grams per ton and a historical resource, et cetera. So um, anyway, financed it, got private members in uh, and they've since you know tripled their money. They're in at 25 cents, it's mm-hmm. gone to 75 cents, just IPO'd in, in May, I should add. It's a very recent thing. So all these things combined, sorry, I'm taking a long time. Is, no, I told everyone we were going to talk some shit this week. <laughs> you know, pure silver play. I think the trend is going to come back um, close to home so I can go investigate it. Know some of the people, very tight silver structures. So checks a lot of boxes, right? So so getting to answer your question, I go and put boots on the ground a, a couple of weeks ago. 
um, go down in the old edits and and see the old workings, see the mineralization that is you know still there unmined. You can, I mean, the mineralization is super high grade. It's um, you know sort of black bands in the quartz. Uh, you can see it, and so um, pretty exciting. And the company since then has added another property in uh, Nevada. Is starting to add new members of management. Uh, we'll probably get a new geologist. To, to, to handle the Nevada projects. And um, I put together a, a report about it um, so people can learn sort of how I do this diligence, right? Because I think that's one of the things yep. that people don't understand is how these deals go from private to public to all the way down the line, right? And this one is quickly, like I say, adding projects and has a goal of becoming a, a silver you know, producer, developer. And so... Anyway, uh, the report serves as a bit of an educational tool about how I invest and how I look at companies and why different companies are, are better suited for different risk profiles. And you also get to see some boots on the ground research, some footage from the mine, um, and you learn the name of the company, of course. And so anyway, enough blathering on about that. We'll have a link up to that as well. You'll be hearing about that over the uh, coming weeks. And I even use the report as a bit of a teaching tool on the financing side because um, well, you have to see in the report, but it has to do with hold periods and why you should know about those, even if you're just buying on the retail side, et cetera. So uh, I guess pretty excited about that and we'll, we'll have it out this week. Excellent. And and while we're in not humble, uh, bit braggadocious mode, because it has been a good week for some of the, uh, the names that we've financed recently, I got to mention Patriot Battery Metals, which, you know, last, last week, and frankly, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks, but I told you last week that, I expected their marketing to kick in. They had just raised some money at 16 cents at the end of June. That closed on June the 30th, less than a month and a half ago. That 16 cent financing, which we were able to get subscribers into, that's a 48 cent stock now. Um, marketing just got going. They're running geophysics on their gold property in Idaho. They have another um, green metals property up north. And I think better days are ahead for that company. But Again, I think that due diligence checklist that you mentioned, Nick, and having the network that, you know, we've been lucky to to, to develop over the years um, really, really is critical. And, and, and again, you know, we joke about, you know, being a bit braggadocious this week. Believe you me, a lot, you know, deals go wrong, too. It's, it's not all triples and quadruples and thousand percent gains, as anyone that's been in this business knows. But it feels good to get one right. It feels good to get a couple right. You've been on a run recently, and um, again, in not the best resource market, um, surely that I've seen in my lifetime. So uh, to be able to do it in this market in the midst of the summer doldrums is exciting to me um, because of the network and the quality and caliber of deals that I think are in the pipeline. Yeah, and same to you. I mean, right back at it with, with Patriot, like you said. Brittany might be free, bitch. What's the word I haven't seen? The word is the father has decided that he will be stepping down from her conservatorship. Um, this has gone on for 13 years. We talked about this over a month ago. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, she had you know a public breakdown, a mental health breakdown over 13 years ago in 2008. Um, according to her attorneys and her doctors, she's been fit enough to perform, to tour, to hold a Vegas residency, which I'm sure is not easy to do. That's tedious. Um, she's made hundreds of millions of dollars. And despite that, dad has basically had her 
on allowance. It now looks like he has read the tea leaves and has decided that before his ass gets blasted criminally, he's just going to go ahead and uh, step down in an organized manner is what he said, which sounds a lot to me like, let me see if I can talk sweet to my daughter so she keeps me on the payroll. Sounds about right. Either way, I'm happy for her. Um, I hope it it it, it helps. Um, well, I I hope it contributes to her mental health, and I hope it it it, it makes for you know she's a relatively young woman. I, I I hope it makes for a smooth uh, transition here moving forward for her, both personally and professionally. I, I I she always struck me as like a sweet girl that just got taken advantage of by all the people that were supposed to protect her. A lot like Amy Winehouse, if you've ever seen that documentary, just absolutely heartbreaking, right? What having the wrong people around you can do for you. Yeah, that's a shame how that ended up, obviously. And I feel the same about uh, Brittany. Like you said, we talked about it and it obviously was not an ideal situation for uh, her and uh, hopefully it gets better. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. What are you watching in the market this week? Last week we said, um, you know, I said Patriot Battery Metals. That had a great week. It was up some 25%. I mentioned Ethos last week. It closed up. It was up some 18% today. Closed at 48 cents. Touched 50 cents earlier. Um, what, are you, what, are you, what are you looking at? What did I mention? Did I get anything right? You get stuff right every week. <laughs> you can't keep track because your problem right now, Mr. Hodge. <laughs> I'm having to pick my wins here. I'm excited about my uh, 40% victory in Lithium Americas, which took a couple of months to to turn around. And I'm still holding it because I think it, you know, I think it has uh, better days ahead. But, you know, they financed the 22 bucks and we bought it at 13 in the trader service and, you know, popped back up to 19, close, close at 18 today, just uh, just below it. But I, I, I think that's got at least clear runway to 22. And that's all the freebies y'all are going to get out of me. What are you what are you looking at, Nick? Uh, I told you utilities last week. Yep. I continued continued to do that. It was the best performing S and P sector of the week. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the cost of admission for the uh, podcast. There, yeah, got one for free. Um, this week, what did I see? What am I looking at? Um, uranium stocks have pulled back. Even the ETF, the URA ETF, is below like. Um, it's not in front of me, but last check it was below $21 and, um, the underlying commodity uranium has softened up. So back to like $31 while it was up around like 32 or 33, it's come back down closer to 31 for the first time since May. So softness there that I think I would be, uh, buying and, um, cannabis stocks are also all fucked up. That's a technical term. Are you high? No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just, that's what uptight people say anytime you mention cannabis. <laughs> well, that's part of the problem is, yep. <laughs> uh, Uncle Joe, is Uncle Joe won't legalize it. I mean, that's the part of the problem, right? You got this uh, socialist progressive president who won't legalize the damn weed. And so um, I, that was facetious, of course, but no, he won't. And so, you know, Chuck Schumer talks about it, but Biden basically says he won't. So that is a problem. Um the other problem is that institutions still can't invest because of that mm. first problem. But those two problems combined, I think, are the opportunity because you can buy these things on the pink sheets, uh, the big Canadian companies, the multi-state operators um, that continue to just open dispensaries in all these big states like Illinois and Jersey and California and Arizona, et cetera. And so um, anyway, the the stocks are really soft. The, the earnings look 
uh, pretty good and it's not going to last forever. So they've uh, just been sideways for a couple of months and even have broken down in some respects. Like, um, sorry, I'm giving you a long answer again, but even in some cases where uh, approved and shareholder voted acquisitions are on the books at higher prices and the, the, the shares are trading at lower prices than the deal was announced at, for example. So sort of that going on in the cannabis market. Anyway, long answer. No, no, no. Good, good, good answer. And uh, a couple of different sectors for, for people to look at. People have gotten some specific names, um, some good wins recently, a lot going on around um, <laughs> the planet Cuomo is gone. I'm really curious to see how that plays out. Still watching the Bill Gates Epstein connection. We talked last week. I think there's more coming down the pipeline there. There was more lawsuits. The Leon Black. There's a new Leon Black lawsuit saying that he flew a Russian girl to Florida to meet Epstein. The what's her name? Virginia Guffrey. I think mm-hmm. is the new thing with Prince Andrew. And so that's not going away, man. It's not. And and again, anyone that had anything to do with either non-consensual sex or abuse of underage men or women, boys or girls, go get their ass and put them underneath the prison. So breaking news, I just, sorry, I just, yes, underneath the prison, of course. Um, But I just got the uranium price. It is below $31, $30.13 today. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Mr. Hodge, anything else to get off your chest? Mm, Nope. No, that's it. That was a, a pretty good uh, rant. Uh, stay posted for the Silver Tour video. That's going to be exciting this week. And no, get out of here. Go celebrate the birthday. Celebrate it is. I'm Gerardo Del Real along with my co-host, Mr. Nick Hodge. This was episode 130 of Bizarro World. Thanks for listening, everybody. Say goodbye, Nick. See ya. Bye, man.